The time is now. They gon' love me for my ambition. Easy to dream a dream, but what's harder to live? We ready? Kick it off. Go for it, man. You get the idea. Action. <laughs> Here we go. Episode three, baby. Episode three. Ambitious minds. Here we go. Today's topic, we'll be talking about leadership 101. Here we go. <laughs> oh no, just playing. But man, how was uh how was your week this week? Everything go good? Week was good. Busy week. Uh, sales have been uh crazy. Like I um like I talked about on the first episode, work for uh, a food company, work for Smoothie King, and we uh we are a franchise in Michigan right now. So uh, we own all the locations in Michigan, and it's been a busy week, man. Summer um, definitely is like summer springtime feels right now. Yep. You know, uh, thought winter was gonna last a little longer, but <laughs> I'm okay with that. It's just now our team's got to catch up, and so it's been a busy week, and. We just opened up our location at Southgate this past Saturday. Uh, we had our grand opening, so that was cool. And yeah, man, it's just been a busy week, man. What about gotcha. you? It, it was good, man. Question for you, like for your guys' grand openings, what does that look like? What, what do you guys do for geos? You know what? So this one, this one was a little different. Uh, we, you know, we have things set up a little differently, but pretty much we have a you know grand opening flyer that goes out to people and just kind of have an event from like nine to about three where people can get like little trinkets and, you know, some free smoothies from here, you know, from time to time. So, uh, and then we do this raffle where you get an opportunity to win free smoothies for a year. Right. Sure. And it was crazy, man. We, we had a lady, right. So the store doesn't even open up till eight, right. Grand up until Saturday night. Lady showed up at five 30 in the morning. Really? Right? Showed up at five 30 in the morning and she was sitting there. She was waiting, man. And, you know, our, our district leader, he went over there and was like, hey, you know, we don't open to eight, you know, just let you know, it's going to just be a little swag back. She was like, oh, no, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. And so, uh, you know, eight o'clock comes around and we're like, let's just start it a little early. So I started handing out some of the swag bags and seeing some of these people faces that have been in line for like two hours, man, they're just like, oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what we got. <laughs> Some hand sanitizer, a football, Mm -hmm. uh, camera cover. So it was a good time, man. It was a good time. That's funny. That's like some Black Friday feels going on. Exactly. You know, that's funny. Yeah, no, dude. I, uh, yeah, this week was good. It was actually really busy for me, too. I ended up, uh, what day was I think it was Friday. Friday was my really busy day this week. Um, I ended up having a total of eight showings in one day it was like they they weren't by each other either mind you so like they weren't close by any means so i started in mount pleasant that morning uh then up back up north to tustin area then over to irons area and then back to marion area that that evening so these places are oh yeah it's everywhere it's everywhere we'll say that it was a lot of windshield time for sure um and then saturday morning was pretty busy too uh showed a handful of uh, vacant properties or vacant land properties um saturday morning so it was busy man it, it was good though busy's good busy's good, good. yeah so we'll good, see what good. happens well what was your favorite house uh there was this victorian style home in marion that i showed it old old house um it, it felt like being in an antique 
but it yeah. was so cool. It was so cool. They uh, totally remodeled the outside. So, you know, you're pulling up to a house and like, um, you know, and you go inside and like, it, it's dated. I mean, obviously it's an old home, but you know, it's super well-maintained. I mean, if, if I had the money, I would do it. <laughs> like it, it was beautiful, but um, mm. no, it, it was a cool spot though. Actually, you know, between that one and then there's this other house I've shown a handful of times now. That's the one over in Tustin, but it sits on the, the second highest point in the lower peninsula. Okay. So when you're in there and they built this deck on the, the top level of the house. So you step out and you can just, it, it's gorgeous. You can just see for miles and miles. And obviously right now, you know, springtime, it's, it's everything's looking pretty gray, but I'm just like, man, like I bet in the fall, like all the colors changing, it's gotta be beautiful. Sits yeah, on like 90 acres. Morning with a cup of coffee. Man, exactly. It's actually it's kind of a cool spot because it's so high. A bunch of the uh, news stations, radio stations, they have a bunch of towers up on, on that hill. So like yeah, some. It's not fun at all. No, but it, it's just crazy. <laughs> it's just crazy. <laughs> oh man, I I'm not climbing those things. There's no, no way. I'm looking at them like, couldn't pay me enough. <laughs> nope. Man. But uh, cool, man. Right on. Well, let's go ahead. We'll uh, we'll jump in. So I know um, if you want to kind of give a little bit of a description of, of what exactly we're going to be talking about today, but I know it's uh, Leadership 101 and just talking about like what leadership is and what leadership isn't, right? Yeah, most definitely, man. You know, leadership is a topic that, you know, I love a lot. Um, and I know you're, you know, you, you're, I don't want to say a fan of leadership. You love leadership just as much yeah. as I do. And and so today, what we really want to do, guys, is just kind of give you, you know, 10 quick points on, you know, what we think leadership is, what we think it isn't. Um, you know, we're going to have five for leadership is, five for what leadership isn't. And, you know, I'm excited because, you know, I got my I got my notebook ready, man, because mm. uh, I'm excited to hear, you know. Hold, the, hold up. Can you, can you hold that up one more time? Hey, Look at that. Look at that. That is official, man. That shout out Love to it. the wife. You know Let's what I'm saying? Shout out. You hit me it. up. Shout out to Cam. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm super excited just to hear, you know, your thoughts on, you know, what you think leadership is and what it isn't. And, um, yeah, man, just really excited to have this conversation and kind of just dive in. Right on, right on. Well, and I think we we both can get started on, on what leadership is. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> leadership is influence, right? <laughs> nothing, nothing more, nothing, nothing no. less. Exactly. Um, That's like burned in my head now. Every time know? when I think of leadership, I'm like, that's all I can think of. <laughs> I mean, and for those that don't know where that comes from, that comes from the great John Maxwell. Um, man, I mean, we've, we've heard that quote so much. Like, if so you don't much. hit your at least once a day when talking about leadership, something's wrong. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, any book that you read of his, you know, he starts with that five levels of leadership, you know, it's a big one on that. But um, I know me and you kind of have, you know, some different takes on this. You know, I think we both agree with what it is. I think we, you know, both have a little different take on it. So uh, let's, I'm going to kick it off to you first, man. What's kind of your take on hearing when you hear leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. Uh, what does that mean to you? What comes to mind? Mm, mm. Where, do, where do you start? <laughs> um, leadership is influence. So, you know, in my opinion, you know, holding a, a leadership role, um, which doesn't necessarily mean a position either, right? You can have influence from from anywhere in an organization, um, not even just work, you know, it, this goes for everyday life. And I think that's important to note that this doesn't just have to be professional. 
um, you know, setting that we're talking about. This is, uh, this is a lifestyle. This is the way that you live. Um, you know, and having influence is one of the, I don't know, I think it's, uh, I want to say influential, but uh, you get this like a double, you can't say that. Uh, but it's one of like the most important things, you know, if you're having influence over somebody's life, um, you know, in the decisions and you're, you're working through whatever it may be with them, like, that's a big deal. That's a yeah. big deal. So uh, it, leadership, um, it is, it's influential. You, you're affecting somebody's life. Um, you know, I think oftentimes we tend to overcomplicate what leadership can be. I think when you say, you know, leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less that just puts it in a nutshell, you know, that that's exactly what it is. There's no better way to describe it. Let's not overcomplicate it. You know, it, there's a lot that can go into it. Don't get me wrong. And we'll talk about some of those things, but uh, you know, that's the most important part. Yeah. Influence. Most definitely, man. No, most definitely. I, I agree with that. And like you said, I think this is the simplest way to put it, right. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not a long drawn out, you know, definition of, you know, this word is, it's straightforward and so you know I think when I when I hear this though uh you know what it does for me it tells me that everyone has potential to be a leader then mm -hmm. right if leadership is influence that means everybody has the potential to be a leader right so I, I don't think we have to go into definition of where whether leadership um leaders are born or made right you know we don't have to necessarily go into that even though you know I think we both have our opinions on that too but that means everybody has potential to be a leader all right uh, but then I think the influence part for me, what that means is, what are you influencing people to do? Mm -hmm. And I think that's what determines the difference between leaders, right? Whether you're a good leader or a bad leader, what are you doing with your influence? How are you being intentional about using your influence? And I think that's kind of what sets the tone for me when it comes to the statement of leadership is influence. Okay, cool. You have the influence. What are you doing with it? Right. Who are you influencing? How are you intentionally using your influence? Uh, but, you know, it's, it's funny, though, because I think that's also the scariest part about it. Because when I think about influence, I think about it, I think we don't think we have influence, but we do. Mm -hmm. Right? And it reminds me of when people talk about culture or when people talk about daily routines and they said, whether, whether you believe it or not, you have one. Right? Just because you don't know what it is doesn't mean you don't have one. Right? Um, and so a lot of us that work in jobs where it's like, oh, we just don't have a culture here. Like you have a culture. It exists. You can't just, you just can't define it. Right. Right. Uh, same thing with your daily routine. We all do things daily. Right. And, but we, we just haven't been intentional about it. And so that's the scary part is now that you have the influence, defining what that influence is. Right. Um, and realizing, you know, that's the, that's the scary part about social media right? You're on social media and don't realize how many people you influence. You see all these followers and you get all geeked and it's like, oh man, I got thousands of followers. Okay, cool. So that means you really got the influence. You got the juice, you got the sauce, you got it all. Yeah. With it. Exactly. Exactly. I think that, that's where I always go when I hear that, man. It's just like, what are you doing with it? How are you intentionally investing in others with it? Because um, having influence, man, that, that's, that's heavy. It's a big deal. It's yeah. a big deal. It shouldn't be taken lightly. You know, I really don't. But uh, speaking of daily routines, how's that waking up earlier going for you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a struggle, man. I mean, it's, it's between, you know, I would love to say I could just, you know, I, you know, I wake up at, you know, 4 a.m. A lot of times just waking up at 4 a.m. because, you know, Emery wakes up at 4 a.m. Mm -hmm. 
um, and, you know, putting her back down. And then for me, it's, you know, kind of hard to go back to sleep, but yeah, man, you know, you know, a lot of people talk about, it, and I know me, you talked about this too. Like, you know, you want to, you know, be at your best when, you know what I'm saying? When it's crunch time and, you know, the morning time, they, that, that's not the time for me. <laughs> I, I look at both, man. The day evenings, but right now those things, those, those time slots are taken. So, uh, yeah, you know, I know we talked about, I'm trying to force myself to get up earlier and, um, man, sometimes I just get up early and I just be looking around, <laughs> just be looking around and I'm just like, all right, so this is what it's like. <laughs> all right. So what now? Yeah. <laughs> like, Dave, what you got, what you got for me? Man. So, um, I love it. I, I think you're right though, man, you know, and, and to that point, and, you know, I won't take too much time on this, but, uh, even if I'm not super like productive if you will in the morning i've noticed you know when i do wake up early though even just having that time to like you know what prepare for my day whether it's mentally you know i can make a good breakfast i can actually sit there and enjoy it i'm not rushing myself it's like that right there alone like sets the tone for the rest of my day and i I feel it carrying on throughout my day you know it's like i i I feel better i feel better so even if nothing else if i don't get nothing done at least i'm starting my day right you know Got got my eggs and toast. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> oh, too funny. But uh, yeah, man. I guess I'll. Uh, you know, I, I, well, I guess that was my first is. Let me take it over to uh, what leadership isn't. Okay. Um, leadership is not having all the answers. It's not, and it's being okay with not having all the answers. You know, yeah. I think a, a lot of times, especially when you're in like a, a managerial style position, you feel this pressure of, you know, if somebody comes to me with a problem, I gotta know what to do. Yeah. And although in certain circumstances, yeah, that probably is true, <laughs> but being a leader is also being okay with saying, you know what, I don't know, but I wanna make sure I'm, I'm giving you the correct response. I'm gonna follow up with you, you know, hey, let me get back to you at, after lunch today or whatever it may be let me let me find the right answer for you um and being able to be vulnerable or maybe it's it's not something that simple and maybe it's a problem where you just haven't experienced it before that's okay let them know let's you know what i don't i don't have experience with the um you know let's go ahead let's work through this together what, what's your thoughts you know and be more collaborative with it don't feel like you have to you know have all the answers and that's okay yeah, man. No, most definitely. You know, it makes me think about when we're working at Planet. You know, you know your your managers will call you nonstop and just like, you know, here's what do I do with this. Here's what do I do with this, and it's just like, bro, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, and I think we get so scared of that of saying I don't know because we automatically feel like we're not equipped. Mm, right. Um, and, and and I know we'll get into this because I think you know. We, we've done this thing where, you know, when you say manager, okay, my manager, I expect them to be pretty knowledgeable. Well, I'm not thinking about leader though. I expect my leader to be knowledgeable to a certain extent, but I think I expect them to be more vulnerable with me and just say, hey, I don't know. And like you said, I'm gonna find out though. I'm right. gonna go get the answer. I just don't have it, but I'll go get it or let's go get it together. Exactly, exactly. Let's go, let's find the answer together. Or I mean, better yet, how about you to flip the script? What would you do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what do, yeah. you, what do you think should happen? And, you know, at the end of the day, okay, cool. I might take the bullet for it, but, you know, we, we learned something together. Exactly. And the, the value in answering a question with a question. Yeah. Man, man, like it took me a long time to grasp that. But once you do, 
uh, it creates so much opportunity for not just you, but everybody involved at that point. Yeah. Um, you know, and to your point, I think you're right. You know, when you're looking at like a, a manager, right? Uh, my manager has the answer. It's more direct, you know, and you ask a question, you expect an answer. Whereas a leader, it's more collaborative. It's more, um, it's, it's deeper. It's not quite so surface, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, it was funny that you said, you know, at um, answer with a question. Mm -hmm. Right. I think the only time that doesn't work is when you're with your significant other and they say, what do you want? like, I don't know. What do you want to eat? <laughs> that's the only time that doesn't work. Uh, truth. <laughs> truth. See, that's why it's good for me because I always know what I want to eat. So, <laughs> listen, if you don't answer, I already know. So, <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> no good man that's what's up um all right so let, let's hop back for a second let's go back to what uh what leadership is so i heard this quote one time right um we were in church and i heard this quote this pastor said this and it's by a guy named gregory for some reason he doesn't have a last name <laughs> oh. um and um the the quote was talking about scripture but when i was thinking about it man i'm like man that really relates to leadership and so here it goes it says scripture is like a river broad and deep, shallow enough here for the lambs to go wading, but deep enough there for the elephants to swim, okay? And so while I believe that's 100% true mm. about scripture, I believe that's 100% true about the Bible, um, I think that's just as true about leadership. And, uh, you know, let me break down what I mean. So I think it's shallow enough that if you're new to this leadership game, right, if you're new to you know, maybe you just got your first leadership position, man, there's so much fun for you to be had for, for you to have, you know, there, there's a lot of mistakes that you're going to make along the way, of course, but there's so much things, so many things that you can dig into, right? I think about, you know, five levels of leadership, if you're talking about books or how to lead when you're not in charge, um, there's, there's so many things that you can just dive into, right? And so I think it, at, you know, at that point, even though it's not simple, um, you can have a lot of fun in it and it's not, it's not overwhelming. Right. But I do think it is deep enough that even if you've been in the leadership for a long time, man, you still have so much to learn. Right. And that's what I love about like John Maxwell's or uh, Pastor Travis, who we just had on or uh, Simon Sinek, man. The thing I love about those guys is they realize that there's always fresh revelation when it comes to leadership. Mm. Right. Uh, I, had, I had somebody tell me they were like, you know, leadership is, you know, it's pretty much the same thing, just, you know, you know, wrapped up, you know, wrapped differently or talked about differently. I'm just like, nah, hit or miss. I, I do think there is certain foundations to leadership that will always be part of foundation. Okay. Yeah. I, I think that part is accurate. Okay. But the thing is about leadership, and this is why I fell in love with it, is because our world is ever <clears throat> evolving. That means people are ever evolving, right? And leadership is about people, right? right? So if people are constantly changing. As leaders, we have to change, right? Right. It's like going into a battle or a war and you're using the same weapon. And just because you won 10 battles before do not mean you're going to win the next 10, mm. right? And it's not about just, oh, and then this is what we try to do because we believe it's the same thing, just said differently. We try to sharpen a sword, right? Just try to sharpen it, black. Like, oh, I just need it to be a little sharper. I'll be good, right? And it still doesn't work. You need to get, maybe you don't get rid of it because maybe you need to pull the sword back out another time. But shoot, you better get you a new weapon. Right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm -hmm. and, and I think I've learned this the most since me switching from Planet to now Smoothie King. 
I'm working with 16, 17 year olds where I'm used to working with adults. And I don't know how to handle some of these 16, 17 year olds, man. Yeah. So do if, if I don't change how I lead and try to use the same tactics that I use on adults, it's not going to work. Right. And then I become an ineffective leader. And then I wonder why I'm stuck in the same position. I wonder why the culture hasn't changed. I wonder why people aren't being brought into leadership, but it's because I haven't changed my viewpoint. And so if I'm, if I don't understand that leadership is this mess, it turns into this ocean mm-hmm. where sometimes, I mean, you can drown in it, but I think if you simply just realize, man, I can never stop learning about it. Right. right? I think that's how certain people, like I said, like John Maxwell has been in the game so long, man. Like my man's is what, 72, 73. And everything he still says is he's spitting fire. Man, gold, gold. You know, it's like I said, I think we, we, if we realize that, that, like I said, if you're new to this thing, man, welcome to the leadership game. Okay. Welcome to the leadership game. You're about to have a lot of fun, right? Please, please hear me when I say this is a lifelong thing. Absolutely. You, you will never stop learning. So Absolutely. Know. No, I, man, there's so much that can be unpacked with what you just said. So <laughs> much that can be unpacked. It, that was, that was amazing. I love it. Uh, you know, and back to like the river analogy, you know, shallow enough, anybody can get started, but deep enough that the veterans there, there's always more, you know, and, and it leads to that ocean. You know what I'm saying? Uh, man, I, I think back to the five levels of leadership instantly. That's that's what I think of in that that uh, that hierarchy, the the uh, pyramid structure, if you will. You know, and that tip, that level one, anybody can get started. Anybody can get that level one. But as you as you work your way down to that base, to those foundations, like it gets wider, it gets deeper. You know, it's like there's so much that goes into it. Um, and, and then the other point too, like. I love the that you mentioned the you know different demographics you have to lead differently man and I can I relate to that man I I remember being a young leader yeah being a young leader with a position too and and trying to lead others that were twice my age there's you know it's intimidating first of all don't get me wrong uh but there's challenges that come up with that you know it's it's a respect thing that uh starts to come up but i all i can think of is you have to lead others the way that they need to be led yeah you know and that's such an important thing and that's it's not a quick process it it takes intentional conversation it takes you know being direct and taking the time with somebody to really understand what does this person value you know how can i really relate to this person and how can i add value to them and lead them the way that they need me to lead them you know it's funny that you said it because you said you leave people how they need to be led, right? And we grow up with treat others how you want to be treated. Mm, yeah. Right? And so because, I, and I think there's certain things, I, I was telling my wife about this other day, I think there's certain things that we hear when, as we're growing up, that stick with us and we try to use that the foundation for other things, right? So we try to lead people how we want to be led, right? Right. Like, no, they're not you. Man. You can't lead them that way, right? I, you know, I was having a conversation with my managers this week, and I told I was talking about per, uh, perception and reality, mm-hmm. right? I said, what we don't understand is people's perception of us is our reality, right? Right. Now the issue is when you grew up, right? If somebody called you ugly, right? You come home and be like, "Mama, they called me ugly," and she was like, well, "Are you ugly?" And you be like, "No." 
well, fine. You know, forget about it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, blow it off, right? Yep. And unfortunately, we've carried that into our leadership roles now. And so when, and, you know, when an employee tells you, like, man, like, you're really not giving me what I need or, you know, you're self-centered. It's like, no, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not self-centered. That's right. what that's what I mean. It's like, it doesn't matter. That's your reality, man. And so it, it's just interesting that you said that because I think we miss that, you know, lead people how they need to be led. Right. You know, not lead people how you want to be led because our viewpoint is totally different. Right. Absolutely. No, I, I agree. Um, I could keep going, man. Yeah, I know. There, right? There's so much. <laughs> there, there's so much. Uh, the perception versus reality piece is huge, too. Um, mm-hmm. it, and I love how you mentioned the um, the whole concept of you know treating people the way we want to be treated, but we lead others the way that we want to be led. And I think back to, um, oh, what's the name of that book, man? The Five Love Languages. The Five yeah. Love Languages. And I, and I know that I did a little piece on this in the past too. I might have to bring that back, talk about it again. But, um, you know, and the idea is people love the way that they want to be loved. Yep. You know, it, and it doesn't always align with your significant other, the person that you're trying to express this to. Um, and that's where the disconnect arises, right? Exactly. Uh, same thing goes for leadership. Same exact thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But anyway, all right, wait, we'll, we'll move on. So uh, uh, um, go ahead, e, give us uh, what leadership isn't. Oh, man. So what leadership isn't. So leadership is not a replacement word for management. All right. And I, I'll put it simple. All right. Leadership isn't management. Okay. And I think we have gotten to a point in um, our environment and in our fields that people have just switched the word because it sounds better. Yeah. So when you're reading the application, right, and you're like, oh, we're a leadership-focused company or whatever, that gets you excited. It gets you mm-hmm. hyped because, you know, I think John Maxwell even said this. He said, people want to be led. Right. We all want to be led, right? And we want to be led towards success, towards championships. We want to be led. And so saying that I'm going to lead you sounds so much better than I'm going to manage you. Absolutely. Right. But then what happens? You get into that job and they do nothing but manage you. Mm. Right. And so um, now what I will say, I do think both of them can coexist. And I think they're both needed because I do think there are times to lead and I think there are times to manage. Right. Um, And unfortunately, I think people think there's such a thin line between the both but man if you look at it I think it's just we're looking at the wrong angle I think that that tape man that line is so thick yeah right um you know so management is all about controlling okay so that you know this this is I, you know I looked this up and I wanted to make sure that I was on the right page so it says management is about controlling and placing people where you want them to be right leadership involves caring for people and leading them based on their values to a common goal mm. Yes. Two totally different definitions, right? Absolutely. But we try to use them as the same thing because we assume that's what it is. So because so now instead of saying this is our manager, we say this is our leader, right? But then they're doing management things. So are you leading? Right? So I, you know, I, I guess I'll put it this way. Maybe a couple of questions to ask yourself during the week is did my people feel inspired and empowered? Right? Or did they feel like it was just another day in the office, mm. right? Did my people feel like their voice was heard or did they feel like I was just giving them an assignment? There's a difference. Absolutely. Okay? 
And so I, I think we just need to come to this understanding of, yes, they both can coexist. Cause I do think there's times that you need to manage, right? I do think there is times where you need to just put people in places, right? Um, and maybe I'll put it this way. I think when you talk about five levels of leadership, maybe the closest thing that management could be related to is level one, right? People follow you because they have to. Right. And that's kind of what management is. You know what I'm saying? Like you've been given that title, you've been given that role, they have to follow you. And, but if that's the only reason why people are still there, it's because you're telling them they have to be there, right? Um, I, I think I think we're missing that. And I know you've seen this before and, you know, previous jobs and everything. That's so I'd love to hear your point on that too. Yeah, no, I, again, like, I think there's a lot of good points there. Um, you know, and you're right, because then it becomes fear-based influence, right? Mm-hmm. When, when it's only level one, when it's only positionary leadership, uh, it typically is fear-based. People do it because if they want to keep their job, you know? Um, it, it, but no, and I, and I love what you mentioned too about, um, you know, really questioning, what are my people going home with? You know, in that John Maxwell quote of, you know, people don't remember what you do for them. They remember how you make them feel or it's something along those lines, right? Yeah, you know, and that's something that, you know, especially holding a management position, I used to reflect on daily, you know, it's, it's how are they going to feel, you know, how, what value was added to them today? Mm -hmm. Um, It's a big deal. It is. Yeah, man. Well, you give me something, what what leadership is. What leadership is. Um, Let's go with example setting. And I think, uh, that's a different topic. Yeah, so we'll we'll, we'll go with uh, we'll go no, with no an example. Man, there's so much, you know. Stepping into the ocean here, um, <laughs> you know. I, I think it's very cliche to be honest with you. You know, and I, I think, and you already know this. You ask an interview question, "What what type of a leader are you?" Ninety percent of the time, you're gonna get, um, "I lead by example." Mm-hmm. There's nothing right. I'm not bashing it. There's nothing wrong with it. And leading by example is important when done correctly. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, So leadership is, you know, leading from the front and setting the example, setting the standard, you know, and so your people understand what is expected of you. You know, Eris, one thing I always respected of you was you would never ask one of us to do anything that you hadn't already done or that you don't already do with us. You know, you're in there scrubbing toilets just like everybody else. You know what I'm saying? And that's literally and figuratively. You know, at the time, Uh, but that's so important. That's so important. And it's not just doing it, but also doing it well and doing everything that, you know, you're asking uh, with 100% effort, you know, in really showing this is what the expectation is. Um, I think when the bar is set high by a strong leader, others will follow and and you don't want to lower that bar, you know. Um, so I, again, I, I think it's important. I think it can be cliche. Um, and on the flip side, I think this is worth mentioning is it's kind of a double-edged sword because it can also become a weakness. It can also become a problem, right? Uh, if you're such a doer, such a doer, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> not to calling anybody out, but, no. <laughs> uh, but when you become such a doer, um, you know, you're setting that expectation but when you look behind you, you know, who's following, mm-hmm. you know, it's important that you're bringing people with you and you're being intentional about, you know, whether it was setting the expectation and having somebody come along with you for whatever that task may be um, in just building that relationship during that task. Um, 
but the problem arises is when you're out there doing and you're the only one doing uh, because then the culture rises and falls with you you know mm-hmm. um, and that's such a it, it can be a positive thing it can be a negative thing yeah and I think I think you're right on point man because one yes I, I definitely have been a doer still am a doer every, every now and then and I mean it's a hard thing to break right mm-hmm. I think you know one of the biggest things is I like to win right mm-hmm. I know there's an opportunity to win man I'm gonna take it right and hoping that you're gonna catch the you're gonna catch this energy right and that you want to do the same thing um and unfortunately it just doesn't work that way all the time but you know you mentioned leadership is set is leading by example right and like you said, as the, although it sounds cliche, I think this is why it sounds cliche. When we say leading by example, the first thing that comes to people's mind is task. Mm, yep. Right. They want to lead by example by doing task. But how about if you led by example of caring for others, leading them by their values, showing people that you care, um, investing in others, developing other leaders. If we showed that and we led by example with that, man, you changed the game because now you get application. Exactly. And that goes back to the whole, that influence comes from any position, comes exactly. from anywhere. Exactly. So, yeah, man, I, I agree with you 100%. And I think that's just a slippery slope that we have is we want to say we lead by example. And I fell into that too, man. Like we want to lead by example. So our, our definition of leading by example is let me show you how to do this job and do it well, right? Um. <laughs> I don't know why this just came to me, but I even think about this. I think for a while I used to determine my value based off of the tasks that I did Mm. and other people saw it differently. And that's why I've been given the opportunities that I've been given, but I didn't see that. And so when I was leading people and trying to lead by example, I kept leading by tasks and I realized that somebody saw something else different in me and I wasn't leading, I wasn't leading that way. And so then I would get frustrated because I'm just like, okay, well, thank you, thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. But shoot, like these people aren't getting on top of this, and it's because it's like, e, see the see the other piece of the value that you add. Yeah, you're hard work and the job gets done, the place looks nice, you know, the numbers look good, X, Y, and C, or whatever. But you know, are your people good? Right. Right. And do they realize, even though yes, you're taking care of them, are they taking care of their people? Right. Because are they seeing that example? Are they truly understanding the example that you're trying to set with them when it comes to caring for people? So, um, yeah, man, it's um, yeah, not no. now I got a whole different, totally definition on that now. No, but yeah, they, I love that, though. And, you know, and I think it goes back to the um, again, as you're saying this, this just came to mind, too. But the management versus leadership portion, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think we could do a whole a whole episode just on that by itself you know in the in the differences and the similarities and where that line is um but you know as we've known just from personal experience you know when you have too much of one the other is lacking you know and it's finding the balance between the two you know and i know when you're too much of a manager that productivity is probably going to be reflected in it right um you're producing but it's it's only in the task it's only in the job uh you know versus the other side, you know, you have the influential side, you know, the, the leadership side. And I was like, okay, my people are good. My people are taken care of. And sometimes that'll reflect in the business, but only if you're being intentional with it, yeah. you know? So yep. I, I love that. I love that. Awesome, man. So uh, let's see, where are we? We are uh, back to, actually, yeah, let's stick on uh, what leadership is, man. What's, uh, 
What's your next one? Yeah, man. So uh, leadership is, so uh, I saw this quote by Robert Greenleaf. Um, and it kind of stuck with me. He said, leadership is about service to others and a commitment to developing more servants as leaders. It involves co-creation of a commitment to a mission. And I think the first thing I think of besides influence, when I think about leadership, I think about servant leadership, right? Yep. Um, i never forget, we, we were working at Planet and one of our employees showed us, uh, I think it was like a car company or something. And it said, um, looking for servants, right? And they were like, Eris, what, what do you think about this? Like, this is horrible. And I'm just like, and for a second, I'm just like, yeah yeah that is that is a little that is a little rough but then when i thought about it might be poor marketing yeah (laughs) yeah, yeah, wrong wrong verb especially depending on what side of town you're on yeah Uh, but then when i thought about it i'm just like what if somebody said what i'm looking for is a service mentality Mm. right Mm. i think that would scare people away because one i think we've only had we've only understood one definition of servant right and well, it, I think there is really only one way to the to um, describe serving and that's serving others, mm-hmm. right? But we just take it in a negative way, right? Because there has been some negative things um, that have come with that word, right? But I think when, like I said, when you think about leadership, it is about servanthood, right? How do you serve others, right? And, and the best example of this, and when I think about servant leadership, I always think about Jesus washing the disciples' feet. Mm, great example top top dog he ain't got he ain't got nothing mm-hmm. he was jesus he ain't got to do nothing man and he decided to wash his disciples feet right man. now i don't know about you i love you bro um i don't know if i'm just gonna be sitting up there washing your feet right unless i mean like unless you like really needed it because because <laughs> and you and you couldn't physically do it um and just so you know i'd let you I love my feet rub. <laughs> but to, to know that somebody that is Jesus was the pinnacle. Yeah. Right. So when we talk about level five leaders, he was a pinnacle leader. Um, and knowing that he was willing to wash his disciples' feet, one of the dirtiest parts on their body, to wash their disciples' feet. Um, and once again, leading by example, because then he said, You should do this to each other, right? You should do this for one another. Um, I think that sets the stage, man, um, because leadership is about multiplication, right? And I think in order to get the multiplication you need, right, it's about how can I teach people how to be of service to others? If I can teach people how to be of service to others, right, and knowing that leadership is not about a title, how many how many leaders would we have right now versus how we look at leadership and you know sometimes we're asked this in you know interviews right who have you developed as a leader Mm -hmm. right and our first thing is i think we think about who have we developed into the next role right right and some people won't get the next role let's just let's just call it let's call it what it is some person won't get the next role some might some person might not even want the next role that doesn't mean you haven't developed them as a leader because if now we're talking about somebody that has influence somebody that can serve others and knows how to serve others well if you had a team full of that man what would your culture be like man the world would be a better place i'll tell you why (laughs) (laughs) 
exactly exactly man no for real you know and that's that's a great the world needs more leaders you know this is important stuff it really is um but no i i love that in to that quote that you mentioned too the phrase that always stuck out to me was the co-commit you know to it to a common uh goal yeah to a common goal man that that is like that that's what it's all about mm-hmm. you know when we're talking about influence we're talking about leadership all these things it's to get everybody on the same page and to have influence for a common goal you know mm-hmm. and i don't think it, it just has to be one you know even if it is just character and people development you know if everybody's being intentional on growing each other in themselves yeah that right there i mean if we're on the same page we can all co-commit to growing and developing ourselves to be the best you know people that we can be and the best leaders that we can be man that right there is your common goal and then I think it starts to reflect in the place of business you know so now we we take that and we transition it into okay so now our next common goal is to hit you know this you know percentage of sales for this next month or, or whatever is relevant for you you know and you already have you know, your, your people, your, your group, your, um, you know, already committed to these certain things. So, man, I, I, I love that. I do. Exactly. I do. I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep track of <laughs> where we're at. So I think, um, I think we're four deep into what leadership is. So we got leadership mm-hmm. as influence. We have the river. Yep. Uh, we have leadership is of service, leading by example. Um, so those are four that we've done so far for what is, and then uh, leadership, what it isn't. Uh, leadership is not um, a replacement word for management. So we talked about that. Um, and then we talked about one more for leadership business so far, haven't we? Yeah. Yep. So we did. It's not always having the answer. Okay. Not perfect. Having the answer. So yeah. let's, let's catch leadership isn't up a little bit. Um, since we went so deep into leadership, what it is. Gotcha. Um, Go ahead and give me another, uh, what you think leadership isn't. Yeah. So, you know, and I, I guess we kind of already touched on this with, which I know that we, we discussed earlier, like a lot of these can go both ways, but, uh, you know, leadership is not doing everything yourself. Mm -hmm. Leadership is not about being such a doer, you know, and I guess we can dive into that. I can get the job done by myself. Well, don't get me wrong. You can, you can, I've seen you do it. I know you can, uh, not the point. (laughs) <laughs> not to put no uh you know being a doer don't get me wrong it, it has its benefits it has its value you know especially when it's a specific thing that needs to get done and you know how to do it i'm gonna do it i'm gonna get it done the right way type of thing um but you know how hard is it to bring somebody else with you while you're doing it too it's not that hard but um not doing it every everything i and i, I kind of want to touch on the team building aspect of this and the okay. importance of it you know um, there's things in life, per, per, personal, professional, it doesn't matter, but there's things that, um, you don't want to do. You don't like to do. And it's about finding the people that fill those blind spots of yours that are passionate and want to do the things that you don't want to do hmm. for, you know, what? let's use a personal example. Eris, you and I, we could sit there, do some good old YouTube Academy, you know, and, and learn how to make a logo, learn how to do some graphic design, you know, it, whatever we need to do. Uh, you know, it's going to cost us some time, maybe a little bit of money and some software, whatever it may be, but we could do it. But I don't yeah. think either one of us want to. 
So what do you do? You outsource it. You you find somebody who is passionate about graphic design that loves it. And that's what they do. And that's what they specialize in. And what do you do? You partner with them. You bring them onto that team and you leverage their skills. You leverage their abilities. And it's not a negative thing at all. It, you know, you're, you're helping them live out their purpose and live out their passion because they're already doing what they want to do. Uh, you're just building a team. And yeah. that's what it's all about. So, so Brad, there's somebody out there right now that they're asking, well, I don't have money to bring people onto my team, mm-hmm. right? I don't have money to bring people on my team. Um, I'm, you know, solo dolo right now. Yeah. Right. How, how do I find a balance between what to outsource when I do run into some cash? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, uh, everybody has probably received that second stimulus or bought to receive that second stimulus, right? Yes. I mean, that's a perfect opportunity to go Absolutely. To build a team, but uh, what do you say to somebody that's like, I just don't have the resources right now, right? Mm-hmm. I don't have the resources right now, and you know, I and maybe I, even I'm I'm gonna throw you two questions. So one, okay. I don't have the resources right now. Um, okay. How do I determine what really needs to be outsourced and what doesn't? And then two, I grew up thinking that I needed to know everything about my business, right? Which I don't think that's wrong right? How do I balance that? And, you know, when I do get people on my team and I am resourcing, how do I not get so involved in a business in their specialties mm-hmm. um, that I lose track? Mm. Great questions. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I think that there's a lot to unpack with both of those uh, to answer the first one. So, you know, Hey, I don't have the resources right now. I would say you're wrong. Mm. I would say you're wrong. I would say we, we live in a day and age, you know, having access to the internet is what you need. Um, you know, and this can be, let, let, let's give a specific example. Somebody is like, you know, I just got the stimmy check, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I want to leverage it. I want to do something. I want to start a side business. I want to start a side hustle. I don't know how to market. I don't know how to, you know, design a logo, you know, whatever else. So now you're looking at do I need to outsource marketing? Do I need to outsource a, a you know graphic designer to get the stuff going? Now my expenses are going up. Um, you need to look at the it's like the risk to reward ratio. It, it is you know I think a, a good example. What is it that you can spend a little bit of time investing in mm-hmm. and figure out how to do it? to the extent that you would be comfortable with understanding that it might be temporary. You know, it, it's not hard to download Microsoft paint and doodle up a little logo real quick. If that's what you have the resources to do at this time, your business is going to scale in that, you know, those specific things are going to scale with it. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's about doing, it's about starting. There's so many people that won't even start because they're like, you know, I have to have everything perfect. I have to have everything situated, laid out before I do it. And again, you're wrong. Just do it. There's so much value in starting and in, in being the first, you know, in, in at least, what, what is it? There's this quote. It's like, um, starting today, I, I'm going to butcher it. I don't remember, but basically they're talking about the value in starting now versus waiting till you're more prepared and starting, you know, down the road. Um, there's so much value in that. So that, that would be my answer. I'd say not having the resources is false. Um, and I, even if you need to get creative and if there's specific things that you really don't have the resources, partner, partner with somebody say, Hey, you know what, this is my idea. You know, your, your strengths are in this area. Um, what, what's your thoughts on doing business together? 
you know, it, what can we work out? What kind of a, a partnership deal can we work out? It doesn't have to be anything major, you know, but you're going to be serving each other. You're going to be helping each other. Uh, the second question, needing to know everything. Um, and I, I think a lot of it boils down to trust, you know, and it's about being intentional on that team, that group that you're bringing in with you to partner with. Um, you're being specific and you're being intentional about those people for a reason. And mm -hmm. it, the reason is, is so you can trust them to, you know, understand and focus on those areas of your business that you don't have the capacity to know everything in. Um, you know, and I think that's, again, it just puts stress on the importance of building that team and being intentional about what it is that you're really looking for in, in those people. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I think it's easier said than done. I think it's yeah. difficult to let go, you know, absolutely. But uh, it's a it's a must if you want to scale to the extent that you would like to. Yeah. No, for sure, for sure. I, man, those those answers are spot on, and um, and I think you know maybe for this episode, I think you know maybe we throw some of those links out there of things that we've used, yeah. um, some different resources. Because I mean, I think the thing is, guys, like you don't even have to know the person. Um, I think you know one of the guys that helped us with you know our um, our uh, you know intro video, right? I think the the kid was like from India or something like that, right? Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? It was like, you know, it doesn't even have to be that, but I think it does go to realizing that relationships are the greatest form of wealth. Mm. You know, and I think we've lost that because we think money, money is the greatest form of wealth and it's really leadership. I mean, it's really relationships um, and having those relationships um, are the greatest form of wealth. So um, I think you're spot on with that, man. I appreciate it. No, those, are, those are great questions. You know what I, I think? Um, like most things, it's situational. You know, I think it, it's always is depending on the person's situation and what they're going through. But I think for the most part, like that's you're gonna see that that's that's true. You know. Yeah. Um, but cool, man. Right on. Well, yeah. Let's stick with what leadership is, and I know you got one more here. Yeah. Um, well, we got two more, but the the last one we're gonna do together. But um, John Maxwell said this. He said leadership isn't based on what we know; it's based on who we are. People want to know. Do you care for them? All right. And we, we've kind of touched on this topic already um, a bunch of times since we've been on already. But um, guys, leadership is all about the people. If you, if you don't have if you don't have people to follow you. You're just taking a walk. You're just by yourself. I, I mean, the only way that you could be a leader is if you have people. Right. Preach. And so if that's the case, right, do those people know that you care for them. And I, and I mean, genuinely care, not because, you know, and I think we've, we've kind of ran into this sometimes, do they, you know, do they genuinely care for you or do they just care for you because they're not getting a call in the middle of the night <laughs> asking you to come open up their store or, you know, ask, like, you know, do you truly care for your people? Um, and, and I mean, I think we, we missed the, we missed the key on that because uh, what is it? People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Right. Exactly. Um, you know, and we and we miss that. Um, people want to know if you care, right? And caring is not just asking the same questions over and over again and expecting some miraculous answer, right? So, you know, I, I have to train myself sometimes with these 16, 17 year olds, it's really key not to ask them every time how school. It's, right. a, it's an easy question, man, right? It's an easy question. 
but half of them can care less about school right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let, let's just be honest, right? They can, they can care less about school right now. And I keep asking them the same questions, right? They're not going home feeling like, man, my district leader really cares for me. He asks me how school is every single time. And I tell him to right. suck, but he keeps on asking. <laughs> what? You know what I mean? So it's exactly. like, how do I actually really care for them? Right? Have I have I done what we what we've called a value session or offsite? Have I done that with them? Have I found out what's important to them, and then dial in on that? Right. right? Uh, we have one young lady at one of our stores. She's getting into sewing and um, painting. Right. Okay. Cool. Maybe I stopped by Joanne's Fabric. I don't know if they're still having classes right now, but I know they used to have them on Michael's used to have classes, you know what I'm saying? Like to teach people different stuff, whatever. Maybe I just grab the schedule and I go drop it off to her and just be like, hey, having to drive by and, you know what I'm saying? Like thought about you with this. You said these were some new hobbies that you were starting. Man, here this goes. And I can guarantee you that makes her feel more so that I care about her than me just saying, how is school? Mm, man, right? that's a great example. Great example. And for those listening, learn your people's coffee orders. For real. <laughs> Man, that goes a long way. I, I remember there was one time uh I you know, we used to do like those weekly questions or whatever. And yeah. I intentionally put the the question of, you know, what's your go-to coffee order? It just to, you know, keep it fun light. I don't think anybody probably thought anything of it, but I took a picture of the board after it was filled out at the end of the week and I kept that picture for a long mm-hmm. time. You know, and, and I made sure that occasionally, you know, when I when I would come in, you know, who, depending on who was on shift that day, you bring their coffee order, you know, yep. it, you do pay attention, you are listening, but man, it, tell me a little bit more. Cause you, you said this at the beginning, uh, you, you said the word genuine, you know, and genuinely caring for the people. And, and I think of authenticity when I hear, mm-hmm. you know, being genuine, tell me about that. What does that mean to you? I think, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is just being natural. If you're, if you're a natural thing, like anybody that knows me, whether we're in person, whether I talk to you over the phone, whatever it is, I always end by asking, what do you need? You need anything, hmm. right? I, I always do. Um, and it's just one of those things where I'm just like, sometimes I am scared of the answer because, <laughs> some, you know, so every time that you might get the joke of, man, I need a million dollars. I'm like, you know, my, my answer is, bro, if I had it, I got you, right? And me too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, I ask that because I generally want to know how can I help you? How can I be of service to you? Right. Um, and, and I think it's one of those things when, when people do say that they need something, I show up, right. I show up and I do that. Right. Or when I say I genuinely care, like you said about the coffee order, I'm not just asking you what your favorite coffee is just to ask you what your favorite coffee is. I'm going to be intentional about it. And at some point, whether it's just giving you a gift card to Starbucks right. um, or if you're a big B fam, you know what I'm saying? You know, baby, it is what it is. No, I'm just like, but, um, but you know, maybe you're just, maybe you're just a coffee fan in general and maybe a gift card to get you some coffee. is great for you. Right. But then I also knew it was important when we had some people that worked for us that didn't drink coffee. They like tea, you know, shout out to the tea drinkers, yeah. but bunch um, of weirdos. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> brought them their favorite tea or whatever, you know, it's, it's, it's literally being intentional and you having this burden or your heart is filled with i want to care for others i want to give i want to be available for others now it can be taxing if you don't find a balance right because then especially for us doers you end up um doing so much for somebody 
that either you start to handicap them in certain areas or um, you start seeing them take advantage of that. So that, you know, that can always be an issue. But, um, but yeah, man, I think that genuineness is just, it's just, it has to be part of your nature. You know, um, I think it can grow, right? Um, but when it grows, it is frustrating um, because um, I think a lot of us, we're more so focused on us. I uh, just put it that way. I think if you want to be genuine, you have to be selfless. Mm. You have to be selfish with your own growth and you're intentional about, you know, your self-care, but you have to be selfless in a way that realizing that life isn't about you. Um, and realizing that the better others are, the better you can be as well. Absolutely. So, well said. I love it. I love it. I, I know we, I know we both, um, we both got, um, a couple more things to wrap it up with. Um, let's, let's go ahead and end with what leadership isn't so we can leave off on what leadership is. And I think you have what the last leadership is, but yeah, uh, no, great idea. <clears throat> talk about this leadership thing. And I know something that we grew up on was uh, leadership isn't about IQ, but about EQ, right? And so for those that, um, you know, aren't familiar with these two terms, IQ is about your intelligence, right? So a lot of people take IQ tests. I don't even know what the highest is supposed to be on that thing. No idea. Um, but you have, you know, IQ is intelligence and then you have EQ, which is emotional intelligence, right? And this is something that's, more so of a newer thing, I think, that a lot of people are trying to talk about. Um, but I think when we're talking about leadership, um, you want majority EQ over IQ, right? What I used to tell people in interviews, I used to tell them, I said, I can teach you how to do anything that we do here. That's the easy part. Yep. I can't teach you how to be you. I can't teach you how to care for others. The moment that we have to start teaching character and teaching, um, teaching you how to care for others, right? man that that's a project right there yep you know but the, the task part that's the easy part because if you don't if you don't get it okay cool this might not be the job for you but that doesn't mean i still can't invest in you as a person right but if if they if they're struggling with the eq part if they're not if they're not people smart right how many complaints are you going to have when somebody has an overdue bill Oof. you know how many, how many complaints are you going to have with about your customer service? Because once again, it goes back to that genuineness of genuinely caring for others. If you genuinely care for others, guest service and customer service comes easy for you. Yep. Right. But when that's not a top priority, it's, it's a struggle, right? Because you're so focused on this is my job. This is what I know. Right. This is what the script says. This is I've studied the script. I've studied the agreement. This is what it says. So I know this. This is my intelligence. I'm speaking to you now. Right. I don't care about your situation. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, and we, we can get lost in that. So um, I think what, what is the thing is um, when it comes to leadership, it should be 85 percent, 80 to 85 percent EQ and only 10, 15 <laughs> 20% IQ. Yeah, yeah. I was going to mention that actually, because I, I couldn't remember exactly. It was like 80, 20 or 85, 15, something like that. But yeah, it was always EQ is dominant. Yeah. yeah. No, most definitely. No, I, I agree, man. You know, and when I think of EQ, I think of communication. I, yeah. think, I think having effective EQ translates to being an effective leader because you can be intentional about how you communicate with others, you yeah. know? Um, and I think that goes a long ways. Yeah. And so, and so here's y'all, y'all can be smart. Ain't nothing wrong with being smart. Um, you can be the most intelligent person in the room. 
Um, but maybe you shouldn't work with people. Yeah. Not at least not heavy, right? Um, and I think that's why you find a lot of people that are like, you know, I, you know, heavy and high IQ, they tend to isolate themselves because they know IQ is unfortunately their strength and that and that's okay. Um but I think uh, we're running into a lot of issues with leadership where we do have some heavy IQ people mm-hmm. and they get you the production. They get you the smart trends and the, you know, how to make your sales sheets better. Right. Yep. Um, but they don't know anything about people. Yeah, you're spot on, you know, and I think the the beautiful thing about it though, is that there's nothing wrong with it. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with it because mm-hmm. we all need each other. Yep. We all need each other because I'll tell you right now, looking at spreadsheets, I I don't get along well with spreadsheets. Oh, not at all, man. You know, so I I need that IQ. I I need that because I don't I don't have it. Like you know, not naturally at least. I have to be super intentional about it, and then it goes back to is it is it worth my time? You know, and is this something that can be, um, you know, passed off to somebody that actually enjoys doing this? So no, I love that. Awesome. Well, man, wrap, wrap us up what the um, last leadership is. Leadership is growth. Mm. Leadership is growth. You know, I, I got a couple John Maxwell co- or uh, yeah, John Maxwell quotes to to back this here. So uh, John says, "We cannot become what we need by remaining what we are." Mm. You know, change is inevitable and growth is optional. So growth is a choice. Yeah. You know, and you have to choose it every single day. You have to be intentional about your growth. Uh, you know, I, I love the analogy of you, you can't pour from an, empty, from an empty cup, you know, so you constantly have to be filling your own cup because yep. you're, you're pouring into those around you, you know, and, and, you know, that water will become stale, you know, even if, you know, you still got some water in the cup, but you're not adding nothing to it, man, stale water is the worst, you know, we, we don't want that. So, um, you know, continuing to, to, you know, push yourself, get out of that comfort zone, grow yourself as a person, as a leader, go and develop and learn new or and experience new, um, new tasks, new things, challenge yourself, because all you're doing is, even if you fail, you're failing forward, you're, you're gaining this knowledge, you, you know, you're, you're learning as you go, and you're going to be able to bring that back to somebody that needs to know that, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think back to, you know, why do we read books? You know, why do we read books? Hey, we're, we're taking somebody's thoughts and life experiences and, and they put it down on paper and we're reading it for what? We're taking our time um, from our life to learn about somebody else's life and experiences. And it's so we don't repeat those same mistakes and we can learn and, and add value to our lives, right? Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, man, it, growth. It, it, there's so much that can go into that. You know, it's not just professional, it's personal growth too. So yeah. And like you said, though, um, you said um, change is inevitable for growth, right? Um, man, that, that's spot on. Like change is going to happen. You know, you know, every day is different. Thing is how you handle it, how you decide to intentionally grow yourself, right? Um, and like I, like I say all the time, that's like the perfect time when we want to use the word selfish. That's the time to be selfish. It's your personal growth. You know, I think John also says, he said, the hardest person to lead is yourself. Mm. Right. So if you don't even know how to lead yourself or how you're intentionally growing yourself, man, you know, you, you're missing, you're missing out on something huge because how are your other people going to grow? And, and once again, that's the time to set the example of, you know, once again, that's not a task. It's more so of, Hey, I want to self-develop myself. So maybe your people should catch you reading a book. Yeah. You know, 
maybe they maybe they should catch you listening to a podcast. I mean, I remember when we used to do that sometimes. We used to just put on a podcast, yeah. you know, just let people listen to it, right? Or we or get into small groups. Or I know when we shut down for COVID last year, uh, we started doing leadership hours, right? right? And once again, it's just an opportunity that even if it's not for the right now, you, right? Mm. Still an opportunity. Exactly. An opportunity to grow, man. I love that. I love that. I, I have a feeling we're gonna we're gonna talk about that last part at a later oh, episode sure. for sure. Yeah, for awesome. Sure. Right on, man. Well, hey, leadership one oh one, episode three in the books, man. Yeah, man. Vicious minds. I love it. I love yeah. it. Make sure you guys will have those those 10 points um in the notes for you guys and everything, man. Uh would love to hear your thoughts on it. Um, let it hear maybe what you guys think leadership is or what it isn't. Um, man, we're, we're all in this journey together, man, and we, we're so thankful that y'all are here with us, so we appreciate it, man. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Aris and I, we're speaking from our own experiences and, and what we've, you know, seen in our lives, but um, I, I know that there's more out there, so, you know, please contribute. Let us know, but uh, till next time, man. Until hey. next time. Adios. Ambition is priceless, something that's in your veins, and I put that on my name. They gon' love me for my ambition.